Hello and welcome to That Film Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. This is our movie show where we bring you the latest movie and TV news. It's 2020, our first movie show for the year. It has been a couple of weeks, so I predict a fairly big episode. There's been a few things that have happened since our last movie show in 2019. We will do our best to get through it swiftly. So before we get to trailer talk, I'm going to waste a bit of time and talk about the Oscars. <laughs> the nominations are in for the 92nd Academy Awards. Uh, I'm just going to go through a few of them, mainly Best Picture. That's I think, is, um, you know, the important one, I guess. So nominated, we've got Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. The first uh, North Korean or South Korean movie, something like that, to be nominated. So at the moment, we're currently having, or we've just had, the SAG Awards. We've had the Critics' Choice. We've had the Golden Globes. It feels like we're swimming in awards at the moment. Yeah. But the Academy, (laughs) I get it. It is the big one. It's the one. Maybe the one that matters. Maybe it doesn't. Who knows? The others also matter. Some of them. I mean, Golden <laughs> Globes. I'd I'd say I'd say they matter. No, they don't. Once um, upon a time in Hollywood, my most overrated movie <laughs> of last year. Out of all these movies, which ones have you seen or not seen? I have seen The Irishman, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So only three of them. There's more on there that I definitely do want to see. Jojo Rabbit, 1917. Definitely want to see that. And Parasite, I'm really curious because it is getting so much buzz. Mm. I have not yet watched Little Women or Parasite. Have you seen Marriage Story? Yes. It's on Netflix. I was good. That was my next question. <laughs> <laughs> is it because it's on Netflix? Yes. I would like to familiarise myself with more of the movies. When When is the Oscars? The 9th of... February, not American date. <laughs> there is not enough time. <laughs> it's but early okay. this year. Okay. Early this year. So... Now I've seen three, then at a push, maybe four. Sure. <laughs> 1917 is the one that, out of all of them... Oh, no, Jojo Rabbit, I do want to see that as well. Watch Jojo Rabbit, watch... Oh, it's hard to say. Big screen, though, 1917. 1917. Everybody says it's got to be the big screen. But then I'm like, Ford v Ferrari on the big screen. But, yeah. Did you see that? Yes. It's is cool. it any good? It's good. Oh, really? I actually... it. It upset me, but not for the reasons a normal person would be upset. I'm like, there's a there's a story point, because I didn't know the story sort of going into it. There's a story point where I'm just like, I'm not happy with that. Like, I was actually so invested. Oh, right. I'm like... Oh, okay, okay. Um, I mean, Maybe that's one to rent then. <laughs> for the emotions. I did try... I've watched half of Irishman. I, I mean, like, that's that's still a good effort. <laughs> I'm, I might be done. <laughs> oh, no, you just stick with it, man. Come on. Come on, I might be done. It's the only one I've watched half. Because you know what, I feel like I've done it. I've done it. I mean, maybe Irishman. I'm. You know what? I'm thinking Tarantino's going to get it. I know Joker is the one that's been big. Yeah. In in the other awards, but I'm I'm thinking. I think Tarantino could get. it. I would say best picture. I reckon 1917's in for a runner. Um, The uh, Joker also has a high chance but I'm thinking maybe 1917 I'd really like the craft and all that kind of stuff yeah okay I I mean personally I'd like Joker you know being me (laughs) I'd like Joker to win 
I reckon 1917, potentially best director. Right, okay. Very quickly, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips, Joker, Sam Mendes, 1917, Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Um, But out of all those directors, you know, Sam Mendes is the one that's probably done the most directing. (laughs) You know, I read an interview with him. He says he was tired tired of looking at scripts that he had no interest in directing, so he just went and wrote the (laughs) show. Just wrote one. But what he what he does in this movie, I know you haven't seen it yet, but you know it's one continuous shot. Or you know, I've it's, heard it's, that, and it looks incredible. Alluded like, to be one. Oh, I've seen some of the FX comparisons as well, like what it actually looked like, and then just seeing that, yeah, no, they are extras. They are guys running across a field. Whereas <laughs> a lot of movies now, they will just add them. <laughs> they will just we'll add see them. You. Other soldiers later. Uh, but yeah, we'll see how that goes. Um, I just want to go through Best Actor and Best Actress very quickly. We don't have to comment on them, but I'll just read them out. Antonio Banderas uh, in Pain and Glory as Salvador Malo. Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as Rick Dalton. Adam Driver from Marriage Story as Charlie Barber. Joaquin Phoenix, Joker as Arthur Fleck. and Joker. Uh, Jonathan Price uh, in The Two Popes as Cardinal Jorge Mario Bagoglio. And Best Actress, Cynthia... Erivo in Harriet as Harriet Tubman, Scarlett Johansson, Married Story as Nicole Barber, um, Shosha Ronan, Shasha Ronan, who knows, man, no one will tell me how to say it. It's Irish. <laughs> yeah, Little Women, um, she plays Josephine Jo March, Charlize Theron in Bombshell as Megan Kelly, I've watched Bombshell as well, also a very good fan, not the best, but it's pretty good, uh, Renee Zellweger um, in Judy as Judy Garland. So, yeah, get excited. Watch any of those movies that these people or these directors are involved in. Get on it. Before we move on, Antonio Banderas, I made reference when we did our Bad Boys for Life review that (laughs) I watched a movie, a new movie, that was very average, not very good at all. Turns out Antonio Banderas is in that movie. Puss in Boots. Doolittle. Oh, as a voice? No, he's in it. As a live-action actor. Oh, I thought there was only one actor in that movie. No, there is... Others. I've heard others like Michael Shane. He's I've heard in it. Bad things about that movie. Yeah, man, it is a mess. It does he mess. actually put his hand in a dragon's butt? Yes, he does. What? And he pulls out what armor, and the dragon farts on him, and it's apparently smelly. Yeah, there's. It's. I. I don't know, and I don't know why he's Welsh. I don't know if Doctor Doolittle is supposed to be Welsh. Apparently, he's, he's Welsh for some of the movie, but then not the rest. You know, and there's even people <laughs> online questioning if it's always actually him doing the voice. Like they've had to go fix things up in post. <laughs> I really don't know, but I took my seven-year-old, and you know, it's talking animals, and she's seven, and she liked it. So she did like it, but so for me, seven, as a parent, go. it was it was a struggle. It was a struggle. Uh, the animals are fun for the most part, I guess, but the actual story and it's a mess. Um, anyway. Who are you thinking for best actor? <laughs> Before we move on, uh, it's hard to say. I haven't seen. All I think Joaquin Phoenix. He seems to be I, he, yeah. clearing the board. Yeah, uh, I think. Yeah, I think he's going to get it. I would say so. And I've only watched Marriage Story and Bombshell, so I'd give it to Scarlett Johansson at this point. I think it's either going to be Phoenix or Banderas for Doolittle. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, going for back, best actress. <laughs> going back to the movies, like, I can't remember the last time where I was looking at the nominations and it was difficult to, to work out who would be top, yeah. like who I really think. Well, because, usually, you know, you kind of put like, oh, you know, are politics involved? Are they? But there's usually on subject matter. What an are they easy front runner? And looking at these now, there, there really isn't. Yeah, 
I mean, again, like you know, Joker is the one that's most talked about. But I do think that this year it's sometimes Tarantino's it doesn't year. even it, t- it doesn't even break the trend. Um, or sometimes it does. You know, like the Golden Globes. Whoever got Best Picture at the Golden Globes, usually that's the winner. Last year that wasn't the case. This could be the same where it's you know because I think well last year because Joker it? won. But uh, last year Best Actor was Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody and didn't he get both Golden Globes and the Oscar? He oh, did, it didn't does he? happen. It does so happen. But at the same both. time, it doesn't always. So it's not a clear indicator. Who knows? That's the fun in it. Place your bets. Go to your local TAB, if that's what they're called around the world. I don't know. Well, that's Oscars talk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And now on to trailer talk. And we will start with Morbius. This is the first time we've been together to talk about this since this news broke. And since we saw the trailer, should I say. This news, yeah, the trailer. Um... Let's let's talk about let's just talk about the, the the trailer itself, the movie, the Morbius part of the. If you know what I'm trying to say, similar to Venom, I thought this trailer looked average at best, and then Michael Keaton, you're like, okay, okay, you, you just went against what I'm calling me intrigued. But... Okay, so <laughs> what, what do you think to the trailer? So as like as the actual, you know, the plot points of the movie, the Morbius character. He looks fine, looks all good. It looks like an okay, you know, sort of mad scientist type story, vampire, you know, whatever. Nothing really exciting. I think that was the movie they were putting out, who's who's flocking to see the movie. I'd say it's Venom again, but Venom did very well at the box office. People knew Venom. Not many people know Morbius. You know, I was looking into Morbius as a character because my exposure to him was the animated series from the 90s. Turns out in this movie, no plasma hands. (laughs) And he's not (laughs) drinking plasma, he's drinking blood. So he's actually (laughs) a proper vampire in this. Honestly, I thought it looked... It just looks average. And I... Sorry, I did jump to Michael Keaton, (laughs) but... I think he's the main thing to talk about here. Yeah, the 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 big twist I reveal. I don't know. So Michael Keaton appears at the end, almost like a little tag at the end. So this proves that Sony Spider-Man universe is set to cross over with the MCU I mean, because you can speculate characters. What this actually means. I mean, we could say, look, it's not actually confirmed that he is Vulture, but yeah, of course he, he is. is. He's wearing, I mean, he's wearing the same prison that's getup. Right. That's he's right. wearing the same prison getup, and then you can say, oh well, maybe. That's going to be the only connection, nothing else. But no, because at the beginning of Spider-Man Homecoming, he was part of the the crew that were clearing up after the Battle of New York, the formation of the Avengers. So him as a character is very much ingrained in the MCU, more than interacting with Spider-Man. There's a Spider-Man poster in an alleyway now. But isn't that a Tobey Maguire Spider-Man? It is, or the Sam Raimi costume, if you want to refer to it. But more so, it's also a screen grab mirrored from the PS4 Spider-Man game. But then spray-painted over it is Murderer. And that's where we... In line with the plot points of where Far From from Home. I mean, I'm confused, man. I'll be honest. I'm confused. Do you know what I want to... I want to know this. Did Kevin Feige know that this was going to happen? Because was he just... You Look, know, we had, like, we it was... had all that drama last year. We had I know, lost but, this shit. We didn't... I mean, they but must have new, told him. A new deal has been made. We don't know what specifically is involved, what it means, what discussions they had, how are they playing now, how are they sharing. You ima- just imagine if he didn't know and this is how he found like, out. What? He's, he's a little Marvel cap would have yeah. flown straight <laughs> off his head. But what if this 
maybe we, you know, before we get too excited, what if this is, I mean, Sony has the rights to everything that they've put on screen in this trailer. What if they're just playing with what they have the rights to play with? On that, is the Spideyverse, Sonyverse, whatever you call it, to be treated like, you know, the Netflix Marvel or, you know, well, even, would, even more so ABC television Marvel? Maybe if they didn't have Michael Keaton. That's the game changer right Agents there. of S.H.I.E.L.D. had Samuel Jackson in the pilot episode. Colby Smoders has popped up. That she chick did. that played Sif. But that's not the Netflix. I get you saying that was the ABC stuff. I, this is different. But I'm saying, like, the, you know, the things that happen on, on TV existed. They referenced the movies. They Agents had characters of S.H.I.E.L.D., they up. really tried. They really They tried. really did try. It didn't work in the end, and that, that series is still going. But this, this, this is different. Morbius could try. If they just had the picture of Spider-Man, murderer, in the alleyway, maybe. But they've got Adrian Toomes in the trailer. The... And you know what? You, you said before, before you get too excited, I'm not excited at all. I don't <laughs> want Tom Hardy's Venom anywhere near Tom Holland. I, I've been, I mean, I, I said that from the get-go when we watched Venom. I was like, do not connect them. Do not but connect they are. them. They are. Again, I don't know to what extent. It could be, look, they're going to play and have fun in their own little Spideyverse, but then you know MCU is just going to move on and whatever happens in the Morbius movie, for example, has no effect on anything that happens in the you MCU. You said Spideyverse, eh? Do you think... They're attempting a live-action Spider-Verse. No. I wouldn't read too much into the the poster. The, the if Raimi, anything, yeah. you know, it is just. I guess within the movie, it's 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 someone's mock-up drawing of what they think Spider-Man looks like. Or Tom McGuire. Yeah, Honestly, they I could replace that image. I'm not in excited the by this. I I'm surprised anything. by this. I'm not excited by this, and I'm still not interested in Morbius as a film. I mean, I'll watch it. Yeah, I will. <laughs> we'll talk about it here on the podcast. Yeah, but, but, how, do I, interested. but how do I feel about watching it? I mean, That's the... I watched Detective Pikachu at the cinema. I'll watch Morbius. More excited about Morbius than Pikachu? Yeah, I was embarrassed <laughs> about Pikachu. Anyway, we've, we've done that. We've done that to well, death. Let's, let's talk about the other Marvel movie. New <laughs> Mutants, and none of these are MCU. Oh, well, maybe, I guess, Morbius. Oh, who the bloody hell New Mutants, the long-awaited trailer for The New Mutants has finally arrived, giving us our latest look at the X-Men spin-off. It looks better than the first few trailers. Have not watched it. I was hoping you would. So that, that's that's worked. I can't. I've watched it a couple of weeks ago. Like okay, we well that's fine. Well, let's just talk about behind the scenes stuff. Then. Okay, yeah, good. Yeah. Director Josh Boone has confirmed that is. the movie will be rated PG, and there was never a plan for an R-rated movie. So more in line with the rest of the X-Men movies, bar Logan and Deadpool and stuff, I guess. And there was that recent yeah. kerfuffle online where. It was people misinterpreted what was being said or what was written. They thought that New Mutants was going to be part of the MCU. That's not happening. Who said that? That it no was one a report that. that it was because it was like Disney's New Mutants in an article. People got all excited. Wow. But you know, Disney Fox, it's all one and the same. Uh, the director Boone reiterates the New Mutants is definitely an X Men movie and will contain direct references to the superhero franchise's climactic past. So we were saying so that someone will Dark say Phoenix X-Men. is the last X Men movie. This is. This is the last one. This is like the X-Men franchise's epilogue, much like yeah. Spider-Man Far From Home. I agree. There we go. Everyone gets one extra bonus movie. 
<laughs> you know, I mentioned Disney there. Have you heard what they've done? They've taken Fox out of the titles. Yeah, so well... What is it? It's... Starting um, in February, they're, they're doing just the films at the moment. Well, it's, 20th cent, it's 20th Century Studios yeah, and, and it's Searchlight Pictures. Yeah. So they've just taken out Fox. I, I get it. They own it. They bought it. Yeah. And, and they didn't want any confusion with Fox News. Fox News, Fox... All that kind of... Well, not, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you said it. Fox News and, and etc. Because Fox TV and Fox film is, still is Disney. Yeah, but Fox... It was the news. Anyway, we don't need to get into that. The news and sports and stuff That's is right. is still a thing. Fox, Disney is not Fox. They just bought those studios. But I thought that was interesting. So mm. it's 20th Century Studios. I imagine they'll move on to the, doing the same with TV as well. It'd be 20th Century Television. and I'd say. Et cetera. But apparently they're still keeping the fanfare and all that. So you still get the logo, but they're, they're tweaking. I'm glad. Um, Why not? Drop Fox. It's so confusing. Yeah. New Mutants, that was a trailer that one of us watched. Yeah, the 20th century Marvel movie. Ah, <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Uh, brought out in the 21st century. So that's it for trailer talk and Disney talk, I guess, and a bit of Fox. Movie news. What do we have? We have some Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness news. What a title. The sequel. <laughs> the sequel needs a new director, as Scott Derrickson has stepped away. Citing creative differences, which yeah. is... Uh, a tale they, they spin. You know what? He was the horror guy. He came in. He made a good movie in Doctor Strange. For me, not a great movie. A good movie. But, you know, we are talking about Morbius earlier. It's always hard doing that origin story. And that's what Doctor Strange was. So I was looking... You know, we get to that third act. And it starts to get a bit mental. Mm. I was excited for that in the second movie with Derrickson directing. But we're not getting that. Um, you know, I'm not too fussed. Like... I don't think there was anything too, I guess, signature and amazing. Oh, like with that first Doctor Strange movie, I enjoyed it for what it was. And it was trippy. You know, it had a distinctive look to it compared that to other be, MCU that films. That can be replicated and duplicated. I don't think that's... Not to, you know, take too much credit away from Derrickson, but I think that can be replicated going forward. So would you be more concerned if they took... Taika Wahiti off a Thor movie would that be more drastic See, for you again I, one of the issues I had with Ragnarok was the fact that it was they they were just too funny too many right, jokes okay. so I would say okay well, but anyway, if you were like anyway. bringing like Kenny back I'd be like yeah, Taika's staying so we've got some news <laughs> on Thor Love and Thunder Christian Bale could be going from DC to Marvel this is exciting the former star of the Dark Knight trilogy is in talks to join Chris Hemsworth's Thor Love and Thunder I mean, got to be a bad guy. What a get! What a get! Yeah, and uh, I'd say I want. I wanted to go like as Guardian Psycho or something. <laughs> and you know, Dark Knight Rises was a very long time ago at this point. Yeah, I mean, like you know, I watched that four V Ferrari movie, and it's like I didn't see Batman. I saw some, you know. Oh, Christian Bale is a Welsh great guy. Like. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's he's a great actor, and he's someone you get that, lost in him. Like. Yeah, you see him as Batman, and he's good as Batman, Bruce Wayne. And you see him in other things, and yeah, you, you don't see Batman. But I'd be curious, I mean, I don't know what the overall story is going to be. Is he going to be, you know, like an alien of some sort from another planet? Or because, you know, Asgard is now Earthbound, is he just like, you know, Asgardian villager? A relative? Another I'd, I'd cousin? Like him, another I'd like him as the bad guy. He's, he's, uh, he's an actor that we know on and off You'd want camera. He could bring a certain intensity like what, what movie was it big. Terminator oh. Salvation where he was just having a go with that guy like he's got such 
an intensity to him. So if they yeah. can channel that as a bad guy, you definitely I'd, I'd want be there him for that. to have a big role. Although you know, like they they've gotten some big names and put them in minor roles, and that's fine because it's like, well, if not them, then who else? Whatever. But I think yeah, don't waste him. Just use him for something big. The Flash. Movie director Andy Muschietti says his version of Flashpoint might differ from what fans are expecting. Thoughts? Good. I mean, I enjoyed it in the comics. Well, what are you expecting? They did a average at best version in the TV show. <laughs> you know, the whole point of Flashpoint is hitting the reset button. I think something like Flashpoint would work better if the movies have been going no longer than they actually have. Because what happens is Flashpoint, you're seeing, it's almost like characters or different versions of characters. Like in the Flashpoint story, like you had Wonder Woman marrying Aquaman and all this weird stuff was happening. I don't know. I, I don't Where think it's like, we don't know, that that could still we happen. We don't know <laughs> enough about yeah, these characters. we're still learning. You know, start them. with Man of Steel, as recent as what was the last one, Shazam. I don't feel as though we know enough about these characters. But then we've had a Flash origin on the TV show, and they revisit that a lot. So I guess doing something like Flashpoint is the only way you're going to do a Flash movie. But it's the guy that did it, so who knows? We might get a good movie out of it. Batman casting, we've talked about this a couple of times on the podcast before, but now it's been confirmed. Yes. I thought it had been confirmed, but it's officially been confirmed. (laughs) Colin Farrell will appear as Penguin. So there we go. Officially confirmed. I thought it already had been. No, I think he's going to look good in a big trench coat. um, And if they give him... Pointy nose, monocle, top hat, who knows, flippers. I don't know what they're going to do. Yeah, do it. Give him a cane. Oh, I can see it. I can see it. It's good. It's good. Um, Snake Eyes. But, uh, the, the Snake Eyes origin movie has begun filming and will apparently reveal the G.I. Joe's face. Is this blasphemy? They've done it in the comics <laughs> before and he is scarred. That's oh. why he keeps his mask on. But who's the actor? He's, oh, Henry Golding. He what? was in The Gentleman last Christmas. Okay. Crazy Rich Asians. So he's, oh, right. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah, that's right. He's a guy that, you know, all the girls swoon for, saying he's this really good-looking guy. And doing they're like... going to put him in a mask for almost a whole movie and potentially will show his face and he'll, he'll be scarred. Right. So you'll hear him. So I don't know. I mean, Ray Park <laughs> played this character in... The first G.I. Joe like movie. Essentially and played you know by what? a stunt guy. Like that. Yeah. I mean, that's who he... Like, but that, that works. Yeah. I mean, he was Darth Maul because he could do all the stunts. Because you're right. This guy is like an, like an up-and-coming... He's, he's getting all these big roles, like these big movies. He's, and then they cover him head to toe. Yeah, weird. But I mean, if not him, then who? <laughs> you know, this... Um, Ray Park, bring him back. That's, that's it. <laughs> this next story. I was surprised... At how excited so many people I know got about this news. National Treasure 3. Woo! You know, I started watching this morning. National Treasure. <laughs> this news has got me excited as well. It's on Disney Plus. So I thought, why not? Yeah, go it. back to it tonight. Yeah, the third movie is in the works for Disney. Bad Boys for Life screenwriter Chris Bremner will pen the script and Jerry Bruckheimer will return to produce the sequel to the Nick Cage classic. No word on Cage yet. But I think he'll do it. I, uh, yeah. What I else is he? It. What else is he doing? Honestly, have you heard positive buzz for this? Like whether it's 
our social media accounts, Twitter in general, no, like so many but people I mean, getting the, excited. The positive buzz is related to those first two movies, which is I really love those movies. This has been a long time coming. So I'm going back and revisiting that first you know? one. What was it, 2004? And it's bloody They're good. fun. I mean, these types of movies, you know, like that adventure, mystery solving, uncovering, you know, like these uh, yeah, quasi kind of hidden history. There's a clue on the back yeah. of a dollar now. Yeah, like, what <laughs> does it all mean? It's all like, you know, can I be honest? I would much rather see Cage come back for National Treasure than Harrison Ford for Indiana Jones. And I know that is mental to <laughs> I say. I thought you want to say, like, I'd rather watch National Treasure 3 than another Da Vinci Code movie. <laughs> oh, that as well. But I mean, but the, I guess the Explorer and history, I guess they're talking about Uncharted all the time, like yeah. Tom Holland and... I don't know. But this one has me excited. And I love Indiana Jones as a character and as a franchise. But Harrison Ford is just getting older and older. Cage, I think, is still young enough. And this is not a role that demands a lot of stunts of him. Mm. And I think, come on, Cage, come back. Give us a trilogy. <laughs> National treasure. <laughs> then I can get a nice little Blu-ray box set of <laughs> the trilogy. It's all about the Blu-ray That's box sets with you. That's it. it. You mentioned Bad Boys for Life. I'm going to plug the fact that we just did a review on that movie. And, I, yeah, I mentioned I wanted a nice Blu-ray box set. But now that's ruined <laughs> because a fourth Bad Boys movie is in development. Um, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence are expected to return. Um, and now I have to wait for my Blu-ray set. And they've already used <laughs> Bad Boys for Life, I, which would have been a really good name for the fourth movie. I'm telling you. Would have been perfect. It's just interesting to know that we know where their heads were at. They weren't thinking a fourth movie. Because <laughs> otherwise they would not have used that title. No, they would. They would They'd have, have just it. gone with the three. three. Yeah. Like, it was just Bad Boys 2. Was it Roman numerals in the second movie? Or was it just the two lines for two? Can't, can't recall, to be honest. It wasn't a number two, put it that way. You're right. And I thought they were just going to do the... It was like the two bars. And I thought three bars, and then they could have done Bad Boys... Number four, yeah. life. <laughs> no time to die. Bit of James Bond news. Exciting news. Hans Zimmer is replacing Don Roma, who is said to have departed over creative differences. The, my excitement isn't for Don Roma losing a job. I don't know that guy, but <laughs> Hans Zimmer being the composer. Yeah. And you know, the title song will be performed by Billie Eilish. No idea who she is. She does that bad guy song. Don't know who that is. Remember at the end of um, the, the 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 Superman bad movie. Oh, Brightburn. Brightburn. <laughs> oh, I don't remember a lot about the, that movie. I definitely don't remember the soundtrack at uh, all. Anyway. But okay, but and Probably I think someone... she is like eighteen. She's writing the song with her brother, so she will be the youngest writer mm. performer ever to do a Bond song. She can actually sing like that song that I'm re- re- referring right. to that you don't remember. No, uh, she. Can actually sing. Right, okay, good. One, but so yeah, there's hope there. Um, what do you think of Hans Zimmer taking over? You know, quite. Oh, late yeah, no, in the I game. love it. We've I got. It. We're like weeks. I know, like, I know, you know weeks Let, away. But you know what? If anyone's going to do it, it's, it's Hans. <laughs> I've, got, I've got faith in Hans. Just the idea of him scoring any Bond movie has me excited. For, for it to be a Daniel Craig mm. Bond movie and the one that it's going to go out on, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm all, I always enjoy you know seeing or I guess hearing. A well-known um, composer, or one of my favourites, doing a riff on the iconic theme, whether it be Jurassic Park, Bond, Star Wars, you know something, Star Trek, even. 
Lots of Giacchino there. Okay, uh, oh good. Knives Out 2. There is a sequel in the works for Ryan Johnson's uh, mystery murder thing. Who done it? Who done it? That's what they call it. Uh, the film will focus on Daniel Craig's detective character Benoit, Benoit Blanc. Blanc, yes. <laughs> he, it's an incredible name. CSR KFC as he investigates a new case. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking 11 is a good number. Give me 11, <laughs> 11 Benoit movies. Blanc movies. Yeah, why not? Like I said, you know. Just like, give me more. This could be the new Agatha Christie. <laughs> you know, with the Academy, I hope he's up there for screenplay, Ryan Johnson, because Knives Out is Knives Out beautifully is, th- polished. Knives Out is up for something. I right. think it might be screenplay or something like that. I didn't write them all down. I apologise. But, you know. Daniel Craig, you mentioned Daniel Craig's last uh, Bond film. And uh, this Knives could be his vehicle. As a movie, is just fantastic. Very much looking forward to watching it again. I loved it. Well, it was in my top three movies of the year <laughs> for last year. Incredible. Kevin Smith has confirmed that he is still in the process of writing a Mallrat sequel. And the name of that movie, Twilight of the mall rats. That's actually the name. That's actually the name. Okay. So okay. he's writing Clerks 3, Mall Rats 2. So this movie, Brody Bruce, Jason Lee would be coming back. Yeah, Kevin Smith, he's busy. Jane Silent Bob reboot. Um, we're going to be reviewing that in a couple of weeks. We're going to be getting that finally here in Australia. Kevin Smith, View Askew, is back. Twilight of the Morlats. Do you like it as a title? You I seen? don't know. I don't but, know. You Do you know, know what? doesn't make a difference either way. I'm happy to just just put a number on it. Morlats more 2. 2. You know, Why Clerks not? 2. We're getting Clerks 3. Yeah. And if you're putting it on your shelf in alphabetical order, would you put Morlats and then Twilight of the Morlats together? Or are you shifting Morlats 2 well, to Well, here's the thing. With my movies... Let's just let's just have a break and have this discussion. <laughs> I mean, it, it does. It goes alphabetical order. However, when you get to a franchise, uh, Batman begins. Right, comes under Ooh, B. Yes. Batman. Yeah. But immediately after is the Dark, Dark Knight. Knight yeah. Dark Knight Rises. Mm. I don't wait until no. D to put right. the Dark Knight in. So just put it in B. That's it. What do you do? Numbers? Do you put numbers at the beginning, or if it's say, for example, one, would you put it under O for O N E? Mm. We need to get on with the show. I put all my Bond <laughs> movies at the start for okay. 007. Oh, mm. that's interesting. To me, maybe. Maybe not to people listening. These, so are, the, um... these are deep things that I've had many years to consider and I've consulted with multiple parties about what they think. But anyway, Next story, maybe. Maybe. New concept art for the Avatar seat. We could just keep talking about them. I don't my mind. Um, but yeah, new, new concept art for the Avatar sequels have been revealed, showing off never-before-seen landscapes of Pandora. So if you've seen them, what do you think? I think they look pretty good. Look I mean, fine. it's, you know, yeah, it's they look pretty, illustrations or like digital movie. effects. They look pretty. That's it. I've got nothing more to say about Avatar. It was, um, I, was, I, I couldn't remember if I left that new story People in or not. People are still genuinely thinking Avatar 2 is going to be so huge. I think I, don't I think know. it still I... might have that momentum to hit that billion dollar mark, which is still a great achievement, but I think that's... See, better. I'm having a different experience. I'm finding that people have forgot yeah. what what it was like to see Avatar. Because it was an experience. And I think a lot of people have just moved... They're too far removed oh, from think, it now. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, I don't want to watch that. Or, oh yeah, that's I think people remember overrated. that experience, but it's like... Yeah, it, it well, is. People I talk to, they, they, they're not... Like, there's no interest no in excited. Avatar at all. Mm. 
TV news. Yeah. What do we have for TV news? I don't know, but it's going to be more interesting than Avatar 2. I tell you that. DC on the CW. It's a good category, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Just to summarise everything. What have we got? The power of lightning. Black lightning has been renewed for season four. Just for a bit of fun, what I've done there. I've included what the shows are using I get, to yeah, I gather. sell it. I thought right. it's, Should it's, I say it with more enthusiasm? Yeah, maybe. I just think it's, uh, it's, right, I'll do that again. it's exciting. I'll do that again. The power of lightning. Too much? Black lightning has been renewed for season four. Excellent. The team is suiting up. DC's Legend of Tomorrow has been renewed for season six. Not slowing down. <laughs> the Flash has been renewed for season seven. Wait for this one. Yeah. Her journey continues. Supergirl has been renewed for season six. Brilliant. The Flash was my favourite. <laughs> Great, right. I'm glad. I feel I like did I kind of. Way. It sounded like I was like commentating on a horse race. So now we, not slowing we, down. Going <laughs> what we have there is what I knew was going to happen. Everything's still, renewed. <laughs> well, you say everything. Like legitimately sad. I felt sadness, and I knew this was a fact already, but just not seeing Arrow, Arrow on mm. the rundown. I'm like, I knew it was coming. Like, there's two episodes left now that Crisis has wrapped, and yeah, kind of sad to see it go. It's been going since 2012, yeah. so no Arrow. But all those shows have been renewed. <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot for the CW not to renew a show. I mean, Arrow decided they weren't going to continue. Otherwise, <laughs> we'd have had more Arrow. <laughs> the CW has ordered <laughs> Superman <laughs> and Lois. No, yep. <laughs> Superman and Lois series to order. Like before, it was just a pilot, but now they've given a full season order. And that is Tyler Hecklin as Superman and Elizabeth Tullock as Lois Lane. I like both of them in the roles. There is a story thread that I won't touch on that has me excited for their show, but it is to do with part five of Crisis on Infinite Earth. So I will leave it there. But Superman and Lois Lane is going to have a full season. Have you heard there's a rumour of Brandon Routh getting a Superman limited series on HBO Max? (laughs) Jeez. Give me all the Superman. He is phenomenal in the Crisis crossover. I mean, they're definitely Warner Brothers, DC, all of that, CW, whoever else involved, they're definitely not afraid to just have multiple characters of the same character floating around. Keep in mind, though, like HBO Max is very much a different thing. Yeah. It is a different thing. It is currently separate to DC Universe, and it's certainly separate to the CW, which is all those shows that you said are renewing. Superman Lois is part of that. So if there is going to be a Brandon Routh Superman show, it is completely separate to all those other shows. It will be its own thing in a limited series. But I think, or am I saying too much from saying, like, isn't that all connected? It's all connected in some way. <laughs> well, Crisis, in a way, connected things, which I'll, I'm going to do a full Crisis on Infinite Earths spoiler episode for Sounds Like Comics. That's coming. So we'll put a pin in that. But yeah, that is so much DC. <laughs> or is it not DC? Yeah, DC on the CW. Well, let's move on 
And let's talk more DC. Yes. We've <laughs> the upcoming live-action Green Lantern series from Greg Berlanti will feature the iconic villain Sinestro and focus on the origin story of two major Green Lanterns on Earth. I think that Green Lantern movie ain't happening. They've <laughs> been talking about it for a long time. Remember they said it was going to be Hal Jordan, John Stewart, Lethal Weapon in space. That sounded awesome. I want to ask a question, but I don't know if it's a, it, it might lead to a spoiler for that crisis thing, so maybe I'll leave it, but... No, I'll ask it. Screw it. Is there a Green Lantern appearance, I guess, or a reference to this show? Like, is there a lead into it in any way? I... I'll tell you later, because... That means I yes, everybody. That I don't yes. think Batwoman is currently airing in the UK yet. We might have some listeners that have not had an opportunity to watch right. all of Crisis yet. I'll I'll tell you later. <laughs> but whatever, if something does happen there, this is something separate. Okay. I don't know if I confirmed something there. <laughs> this, <laughs> this is something separate, but I'm thinking... So just two... confuse everyone and just say something weird now. I can't think of anything. <laughs> but two lanterns, though. So you've got to think Hal Jordan and, you know, they were talking John Stewart for the movie. That makes sense. But for them to do that, that movie is done. Because you're not going to have, like, an origin on the big screen and the small screen with the same characters. I think it's going to be Sinestro as your bad guy, like you've said, and then it'll be John and Hal. Just have to wait and see. Um, Aquaman, King of Atlantis. There's going to be an Aquaman three-part animated series that will be on HBO Max. James Wan is producing. The series begins with Arthur Curry's first day as king with his royal advisors, Mira and Volko. Okay. Pretty cool. Yeah. So this is going to obviously drop before the sequel. I doubt we're going to get the actors from the movie. Don't need them. This is just going to be like a bonus three-part animated series. Yeah, almost like, I guess, you know, when they do those, like, what do they call them? Like those prelude comics runs and stuff of like a movie, you know? Like, well, they do like DC shorts. They've started doing them again on right. the DC original animated movies. But this sounds cool, though, and then I'd like for this to be a thing. If anything, it's you can compare it to what CW do. So they've got something called CW Seed. I believe it's online. Like we webisodes, can, kind of. Yeah, we can access it to a certain point. I think some things we can access here in Australia, but it's primarily uh, US only. But they've done, like, Constantine with Matt Ryan. They've done other animated series that bring the CW actors in. It just expands on what's come before so this is like similar to that but it's pretty cool though okay now we're going to move away from uh dc like for reals um star trek picard already renewed for a second season how about that you know before bad boys for life came on they showed a full trailer at the cinema for picard it looks incredible and mm. we get it this friday i'm excited very excited <laughs> will, will will wheaton will be the new host of the ready room uh you can watch it after you watch star trek picard for a deep dive into the latest uh episode so that's sort of like the sort of like a talk show about the show after that's it's whole... like an after show yeah, yeah. they did um, like after the... trek on netflix right sort of like i'm familiar with like the talking dead that i believe was the first one or at least the first mainstream one Kevin Smith did it for Crisis. It was Crisis Aftermath. Right, but only for the Crisis. Yeah, not for episode. all the CW shows. It's very much like a thing at the moment. But Will Wheaton, you know, Wesley Crusher yeah, from it. Next Gen, that's um, that's pretty cool. 
Sci-Fi is developing a limited Peter Pan sequel series that will follow the adventures of Peter, Wendy and the Lost Boys as adults. You might know this about me. <laughs> I love Hook. Robin Williams, yeah. Old Man Pan. I love I mean, that's, that movie. That's where my mind goes. But I mean, that was just... Well, that had old Wendy as well. Really old Wendy. And that movie was like 30 years ago. <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Still love that movie. And yeah, and it's sci-fi. It's a limited series. I'll check it out. I feel like they would have to go back to Neverland, though. Otherwise, where's the magic? It'd just, be them, magic. it'd just be them like going to work. There'd be a reason to go back. <laughs> a reason to go I'm, back. I'm interested. Um, a bit of... A sim- oh, I don't even want to do this story because I'm just going to go on a big rant. I don't think we have You've time. Not, we haven't got time. Hank Azaria <laughs> will no longer voice Apu on The Simpsons. Now, this has been a long-running thing. I mean, it is a documentary. There was that documentary <laughs> about how Apu is the, like the worst thing ever. Um, where I stand on it, and I don't want to get too much into it, but it's it's a it's a soft spot for me. But like Apu is one of them should be is one of those celebrated characters. He's actually one of the the smartest, best, well off characters within the actual, the show of characters who are primarily idiots. Um, yeah, now this is I don't know. I can't keep going because I'll just go. I don't like it. It's dumb. We talk about the news. This we is do. the news, and well, I know this I, too. I can't. I mean, <laughs> I did think this might be. A trigger for you. The eye, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> triggered. I feel attacked. No, the reason he's stepping down is, you know, the character being of an, of Indian descent, or Indian, um, him being a white American male playing, voicing the character, he doesn't want to do that, and they want to find a separation or whatever, move on from there. Every other character in the show who is not a white male character voiced by a white male actor, do they need to replace them? It opens a box, and it's silly. It's Hey, listen. None of the actors are yellow. <laughs> Bart Simpson is voiced by a female. Yeah. Like. Recast her. Recast everyone. <laughs> Just that everyone must play and voice who they are and look like. It's it's silly. Dwayne Johnson's still busy. <laughs> yeah, he's still doing. You keep going. I need so a moment. So much, so much stuff. <laughs> like, so Dwayne Johnson is doing all the movies. He's got a like a sports reality show in the US. What else is he doing? There's another. Oh, he's got the TV show Ballers on HBO. And now he's got a new show, Young Rock. Okay. <laughs> it's a straight-to-series order at NBC, a comedy series based on his childhood. Johnson will appear in every episode of the show, which is said to chronicle his formative years. Will I watch it? Yes. So who, who will he be playing, you reckon? Well, I think... Like, just a different think cameo in every episode? No, I think he's going to bookend it. Oh, like I a think narrator. Gonna, yeah, I think he'll narrate... And bookend. I hope he narrates it like, like the, Goldberg's or Wonder Years. Nah, <laughs> like that. no, but like like standing on screen like that Hitchcock show, like The Twilight Zone or oh right, or yeah, like a series of unfortunate events with right, just sort okay. of stands yeah, around yeah. like in, like in very shot. formal. Yeah, in shot wearing a suit. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's the Rock. It'd be a tank top. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, young Rock. I like it. So, okay, so they're making a story about Dwayne Johnson when he was a kid and they're going to call it Young Rock. I like it. <laughs> it's just the style. stories they can get into, you know, into his teen years. They could do the Fanny Pack episode. You know, yeah, they're good. <laughs> you know, I recently rewatched Walking Tall. Good <laughs> right, movie. Yeah. And that's back when he was The Rock. He wasn't Dwayne Johnson, he was no. The Rock. And the thing about that movie that kept throwing me, he has hair. He has hair in that movie. It is weird, isn't you it? watch his earlier movies, hair. 
So the young rock has got up here. <laughs> just makes me oh weird um, speaking of things that make me go all twitchy and weird uh, The World According to Jeff Goldblum uh, will return for season 2 very happy this week is the season finale mm. we've got one left did you watch the pool episode like I told you to I did very entertaining did you see him with the pool noodle I did it was hilarious it was weird, it was so weird. Yeah, man, he's such a fascinating guy but still <laughs> The C- series one did peak with sneakers. <laughs> that first episode. I, say, I that still love episode. that episode. It's the pool there. one is a good one. It's but this is, is a brilliant show. And I was saying, as both Goldblum and Mandalorian was airing, although I enjoyed The Mandalorian, I'd always watch Goldblum first. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it's such a fun, informative show. It's good. Bit of learning, a bit of yeah. fun, a bit of uncomfortable awkwardness is good. It's, it's great. It, honestly, it's all and it's you know it's half an hour. It's a good time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not like I'm trying to sell it, but it really is a good. You know, we've got Disney Plus. Check it out. It's just gold. It's on there. Get on it. Killing Eve has officially been renewed for season four ahead of its season three debut. Have we spoken about this? Oh man, Killing Eve is a show. Yes. Yes, I love it. I've recommended it on the previous episode. My bad, I definitely noted that. uh... It's fantastic. (laughs) You know, I was going to introduce something new for our recommend sections and we can get on with the news in a second. I think it'd be fun when we do a recommend that we each other commit to each other's recommend. And that's too much going on. I think we'll, maybe we'll <laughs> we'll continue this conversation off. <laughs> I mean, if it's a TV series, we'd only, like, you'd recommend it, but the person would only have to watch the first episode. That's so much pressure. Okay, we'll, we'll, talk, <laughs> we'll talk about it off air. But yes, I have recommended Killing Eve, and it is a fantastic show. I recommend Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't got to the recommend section. But no, I'm, I'm excited for that. It's good. So it's the BBC in the UK. Here in Australia, we get it on ABC. Fantastic show. Inside number nine, also the BBC, um, has been ordered for a well, sixth series has been ordered uh, with season five starting on BBC Two soon. I think we're a couple of weeks away, or they are a couple of weeks away. I think a lot of ABC, oh sorry, a lot of BBC does seem to land on ABC here in Australia. So I have to wait and see. I but suppose inside, they have some behind the scenes like connections. Yeah, and I mean, there's that one letter difference. So. <laughs> yeah, that's what it comes down to. But inside number nine, again, I'm sure I've recommended that on the podcast before. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna have a lot of catching up to do. Mm. It is a fantastic show. It's like a horror thriller anthology show. Think Hitchcock. It's that kind of thing. One and done. Twenty to thirty minutes an episode, and it's the cast or two of the main cast members from League of Gentlemen. It is brilliant. A Silence of the Lambs series... Fuck. A Silence of the Lambs sequel series titled Clarice is headed to CBS. It will focus on the untold personal story of Clarice Starling. Clarice. Do you know he doesn't actually say hello, Clarice? You know? Oh, does it not? No. Nah. Just one of those things? It's one of those things. I don't know if I'm interested in this. Nah, I don't care. You, I, I really like. I Sons like the movies. Yeah, fantastic, amazing. And, you know, Hannibal. You know, he comes back uh, as Lecter. I mean, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't like them. Can you remember the Bone Collector, the Denzel Washington ah, vaguely, movie? Ah, vaguely, yeah, vaguely. Do you know there is a Bone Collector TV series that has just started airing in the US? Oh, and it's new. It's if brand you were new. Like, 
you know I think they've just aired the second episode oh wow it is brand new and not interested and I feel as though Clarice might be up there as well not everything I like the character I like Sounds of the Lambs I don't think I need it as a police procedural I think if if it's like if it's not Jodie Foster it was Jodie Foster wasn't it it was yeah yeah like and it won't be yeah, like what? It will not be her. Especially if it's a... Well, it is a sequel. So. I mean, if it is her, then yes, I'd watch it. I mean, but he that'd won't be interesting. Anthony Hopkins back. Can you imagine? See, that would... You put those details that's, in, and then that's something else. No, that that's is, like... But that won't happen. Foster and Hopkins are not <laughs> headed to CBS. <laughs> in a police procedural. Mm. Maybe as a HBO limited series or... Maybe. I don't know. Okay, yeah. An intense revival thing. Um, Mark Hamill is joining What We Do in the Shadows Season 2 in a secret role. So this is, of course, that Taika Waititi So he did the movie. Yeah. The Kiwi movie. Is he involved in the show, though? He He is. is, He is, and he actually appears in... Have you not seen Season 1? Nah. Watched the movie. Wasn't a big fan, so didn't jump on This is the thing, right? So I watched the TV series without seeing the movie. The TV series is incredible. It is absolutely hilarious. I've never seen it. And then I went back to watch the movie. Didn't do too much for me. Oh, see, that's a good sign because I didn't... love the US. They have an episode with Snipes pretty much as Blade. (laughs) It is brilliant. It is so good. It is a fantastic show. It's I think it's coming back in April of this year. It is such a good show. What we do in the shadows. And I do like Matt Berry, you know, back to the IT crowd, Toast of London. He's hilarious and he's in this. It is a brilliant show. So I do recommend going back and watching season one. You're going to be busy. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but Mark Hamill joined the cast. Cool. Sci-Fi has officially ordered a Chucky TV show that is a sequel to all seven Child's Play Chucky movies. The series will not only take place in suburbia, but will dive into the past of the serial killer Charles Lee Ray. And franchise creator Don Mancini will direct the first episode. That sounds pretty good. Sounds okay. So we've got... Mark Hamill, hey, that's connected. Yes. Mark Hamill in the new... That was an accident. Missed Mark away. Hamill in, in the Child's Play movie. Go back to it recently. <laughs> I really liked that movie as well. I know I liked it more than you did. You did, yeah. That was fun. That was all right. But this is the original Chucky. Yeah, which is The appealing. original yes, Chucky. We're I getting want. more of Charles Lee Ray. So, yeah, sounds pretty cool. Mm. But sci-fi... They are hit and miss. <laughs> That's the concern. They did give us Krypton and Deadly Class, which I did enjoy. And where are they now? Oh, yeah, no, they're cancelled. <laughs> That's what sci-fi does. They make it, they cancel it. <laughs> okay, so... Maybe um, Netflix can pick them up and cancel may, them. Well, that's people's, season. people's go-to, isn't it? And Netflix are like, leave us alone. <laughs> we can't save everything. Well, that's it for TV news and recommend. I think I've recommended a lot so far. Oh, maybe. What What do you have to recommend? Well, as you know, like I've, I've been watching a, a lot of really good movies. Um, Just so you know, I am going to watch whatever you recommend. At least one of us is going to commit to that concept. No, you don't have to, because I feel bad. I'm going to watch uh, it. Oh, yeah, fine. What else? If you, okay. You'd have to get a new streaming set. Um, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway, so you know I've been watching a lot of really good movies, Oscar season, all that. Um, although I've really liked all the movies I've been watching, I'm recommending a TV series. The Purge. The what? The Purge. Oh, The Purge. Oh, I didn't the like Purge. that movie. You didn't like the movie? Damn. How many, other, gonna, how gonna... many other movies have you watched? Uh, one. 
The oh, first okay. one with um, what's his face, Ethan Hawke. Give it, they're all different. They're all. I mean, they're all the same. The basic idea is there's a twelve hour period um, where all crime, including murder, is legal. Um, it's it's a full on thing. Watch the movies as well, but much like the show, if you're a fan of the movies and you know what it's all what it's all about, watch this show. It's just another set of people involved in this thing. Um, what the first season and uh, moving on to the second, it, it's it's good. It's fun. It's it's like the movies, except drawn out. There's a bit more character development and involvement and all that, which is fantastic. Um, yeah, it's you want horror on the small screen? There it is. Available on what's the streaming service? Amazon Prime, which we for some reason have a subscription to. Yeah, and I've, I've looked at getting Amazon Prime. It's, it's cheap. It's like 59 yeah. bucks a year or something. Oh, that's pretty cheap. Plug. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> I'm shrugging, sorry. You couldn't I've been hear talking me about my excitement for Star Trek Picard. Is that uh, on Amazon Prime? Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah, Discovery I mean, was could, on Netflix. You could just do a monthly subscription, watch what you want to watch. and It's it's going to be a weekly release. Oh. You know, what I was going to ask, though, like, do you have to have a subscription or can you actually pay for content individually? Because I've got into the app and it looks like you can. Maybe, I don't know. I'll look into <laughs> it because I am going to watch. I don't work for them. I don't have these answers. I am going to watch the first episode of The Purge and I'll get back to you. <laughs> I'm going to recommend a movie. Oh, I can do a movie. Okay, good. I might have already watched it. Oh, okay. Okay, well, I don't think you have. I don't think many people have, and that's why I want to recommend it. It's a movie called Extraordinary. It came out last year in Australia. The premiere was in Perth, and it was at one of the film festivals. It's had a limited release festivals across the world, starting in Ireland. It is an Irish-made movie, primarily an Irish cast. And it's due to have a wide theatrical release in America in a couple of months. So hopefully okay. it takes off there. Bit of an indie movie, always a good appeal. It is mm-hmm. an indie movie. Uh, the American actor that's in there is Will Forte, who I'm a big fan of. He was great in Last Man on Earth. The story, a woman who has supernatural abilities must save a possessed girl. Though driving instructor Rose has a love-hate relationship with her abilities, she decides to help Martin and his daughter Sarah. It is bloody good. And a lot of the hauntings are subtle. <laughs> like, you know, she'll be driving down the street and a bin lid will be flapping. It's, <laughs> it's quite silly. It's low budget, but it's, it's a really fun movie. And here's a fact. I looked it up on Rotten Tomatoes. Admittedly, there is 35 reviews on there. But it's 100%. I was actually about to point that out because I just looked it, it up. It is there. 100%. It uh, is yeah. a really fun movie. I watched it for Will Forte. And I like the idea of uh, an Irish movie. And it's it's very good. I think in the US especially, they're going to struggle with a lot of the accents. If you're going to watch it, <laughs> wait for the guy who works in the chip shop. Because oh. I missed everything he said. I'll put the subtitles It's on. very thick. Um, but I do honestly comedy, recommend though, watching yeah. it. It's extraordinary, extraordinary supernatural comedy. It's really good. Okay, as always, we'd like to close out on some trivia. And it's going to be Kevin Smith, more rats. Yeah. Universal almost replaced Jason Mewes with Seth Green. Kevin Smith insisted that Mewes should play Jay, but the studio made Smith take auditions for the role. Breckin Meyer also auditioned. In the end, all concerned agreed that Mewes was right for the part. If you don't know, Jay is Jason Mewes. <laughs> like, Kevin Smith basically <laughs> yes. had this mate in Jay, and he's like, 
you're funny. I think you're funny anyway. I'm going to put you in movies so other people can see how funny you are. And then, you know, Clerks happened. The characters were going to get brought back for more rats. And Universal are like, you got to recast. <laughs> Doesn't stop there. Oh. The studio wanted either Mike Myers, Adam Sandler, or Chris Farley for the role of Brody Bruce. The role went to Jason Lee. And Ethan Hawke for T.S. Quint. So oh, they wow. were just looking at recasting left, right, and centre. Yeah, wow. I can't quite get my head around the idea of Adam Sandler acting in a Kevin Smith film. I really like both of those people, but it would but be like different. worlds colliding. Yeah. Oh, that made me feel funny inside. So it worked out for the best. But I thought that was some interesting studio trying to yeah. recast roles. And it keeps, I don't know, I think the people that they got, they just... They just feel like a part of that family. It gives it. There's still that indie indie feel, even with big names like Ben Affleck and stuff like that. And you know, Jason Lee became you know kind of. But when Ben Affleck first appeared, which was in the first Morrats, he was no one, right? No. He wasn't Ben Affleck as you know him today. Yeah, and that's then obviously, true. Yeah. You know, he's he grew in popularity, and you know, Goodwill Hunting happened after Morrats. But yeah, I, I no, love no, Morrats. No, it's right. still my favorite Kevin Smith movie. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's that indie feel that feels good. That's it for our movie show. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Stew Podcast. We also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. And all our episodes can be found on our website, thatfilmstewpodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Bad Boys for Life. What you gonna do when they come for you? <laughs> You've been listening to Luke and Jason, the guys in that film's due. See you soon.